Hey, it's Josiah. Before we get started with this episode, I have something very special to share with you. You know, we've delved deep into what it means to be an Enneagram 5 together for the past few years, especially with our friend of the show, Sam Greenberg, or as many of you know her, the Enneagram expert. And now we want to go even deeper with you. We've worked together with Sam to craft an online workshop exclusively for type 5s to help you unlock the secrets of connection with every Enneagram type. This is not just another generic workshop. It's a deep dive into understanding and nurturing relationships tailored specifically for your unique perspective. Imagine getting practical, actionable insights on connecting with each of the nine Enneagram types all through the lens of a type five. Sam's going to guide you on how to build meaningful relationships, sharing strategies and insights specifically designed for fives. I've seen firsthand how Sam's insights can transform understanding and communication. And I'm so excited to partner with her to bring this exclusive workshop to you. Whether you're looking to deepen current relationships or navigate new ones, this workshop is a game changer for fives seeking genuine connection. Spots are limited, and trust me, you don't want to miss this. So head over to Enneagram5.com connection to secure your place and begin your journey towards richer, more authentic connections. Once again, go to Enneagram5.com connection or visit the link in the description to get your ticket to the workshop today. So Cody, yes. If you could describe yourself as a boyfriend in one word, what would it be? <laughs> Elusive. Got some guests today on the Enneagram Five podcast. <laughs> Cody and I have been talking about what it's like to be in a relationship as a five, and we thought it would be only fair to turn the tables and talk to our partners about what it's like to be in a relationship with a five. So, welcome, Amy, my wife. Hello. And Madison. <laughs> Cody's girlfriend. Yay. <laughs> How are you feeling about this? I'm so nervous. <laughs> so nervous. I don't normally sweat, but I'm sweating right now. What do you <clears throat> You guys have been talked about for so long, so it's it's only it was only a matter of time. The great reveal. The great mm-hmm. reveal, yeah. So for a little bit of context for everyone, um, maybe we could talk about your Enneagram types. Sure. I mean, I'm still learning about it. And yeah, Sam, I don't know if I can go into detail. <laughs> oh, you can. So, Madison, <laughs> I promise. Madison, you want to go first? I'm an Enneagram 6 with a wing 5. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for you? Like, when me and Cody first started talking about the Enneagram, I thought I was a 2, but I think it was just because I was super unhealthy. And then when I realized I had anxiety and depression and started, you know, seeing a therapist and getting medicine, I kind of, like, was like, oh, I'm not that bad. I'm this. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know how that makes sense. But <laughs> yes. um, but then I was like, no, I think I'm a six because I, I think I am a helper, but like the six, like, um, what's it called? Like being super loyal and stuff. The loyalist? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I were like being super loyal. <laughs> 
Um, I think that I resonated more with that than a two. Yeah. I think I also mistyped as a two. Um, I am a four wing five. And that took us a little while to, I was not convinced in the beginning that she was a a five wing mainly because I was biased against her being a five wing. I think. (laughs) Yeah. It made perfect sense to me because her and I can talk for hours Mm -hmm. about all these random knowledge things. Mm -hmm. So even though she's definitely a four, Mm -hmm. like you obviously have like, yeah, strong five in tendencies to want yes. when you want to learn about something, you really learn about something, yes. and that's not something that every every personality type does or has the the patience for, mm-hmm. or not even patience, but the uh, complete disregard for all things in the world to learn about something to be able to tunnel yeah. vision go into something like that. Yeah, so. for I, sure. I think when I first read about the four wing five, there wasn't, there's still not really a lot of information about wings. But yeah. um, especially with the four wing five, it was very st- stereotypical. Mm-hmm. And um, basically what they had said was like, you know, this person is, you know, wears all black and is very dark and is, you know, lives in the void of, you know, existential crises all the time. And if you know Amy, she's very bubbly. Mm-hmm. At least on the outside, she appears that way. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> bright and colorful. And bright and colorful. And um, so I'm like, there's no way you're a four-wing five. Um, but the last part you said, mm-hmm. living in the void with existential crises. Yeah. <laughs> All day. Dev- <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there was an element to it where, and this is something, you know, you can, I'll let you tell your own story here, but it was. I mean, I'm still nervous, so you can continue speaking for me. Yes, that's fine. I don't want to do that. (laughs) Um, But you, I I think you had, what you had expressed to me was that you, because before anytime I, because I, you know, I I would love to dive into the void and I, and for you, you would, you'd always pull back from that. Mm -hmm. And I think. Um, I, I took that as you weren't a four wing five, like you had no interest in that. But I think for you, it was more like you knew that if you started that, you couldn't stop. And so well, I know you, where that goes. Yeah. I mean, it's a void, <laughs> you know, there's only one way. And that's not how I want to live because I am consciously making daily choices to live. Um, and so, yeah, four wing five. Um, I don't actually know what my subtypes, my subtype is yet. Um, might be self-preservation, but yeah, I mistyped as a two. I also have some like heavy nine ish tendencies, but definitely a four wing five. Um, even as a kid, I was like, I just want a life less ordinary, (laughs) you know, like that was like my, like my big thing, you know, even before the, the internet and you know quotes and And you were super you were super hesitant to get into any of the personality typing stuff at Mm -hmm. first because you're like yeah don't put me into a box i I can't be defined (laughs) (laughs) the number one the number one thing (laughs) i think it's really easy to mistype as a two especially being female just growing up religiously (laughs) and yeah (laughs) yeah and like that was those were the roles i was supposed to fill you know well, I find it interesting that both of you mistyped as a two mm-hmm. and Madison has no religious background. That's true. That's that, yeah. that's where I'm, I that's feel true. like maybe it is more of a societal thing, but it's definitely yeah. a religious thing. Yeah. yeah. When we were writing Emotional. our vows or more like, it, mm. you know, 
like picking the ones we wanted to slightly edit. We still have those. We could read those. We that, do those have those. I don't know oh, where they so are. Good. We used to read them like every anniversary. Yeah. And then and then like the more we began deconstructing, the less it was like, uh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> do you? I do. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, there was that part about submission in there. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember that conversation oh completely. But, oh, uh, it was so funny too. When we actually read them when we got married and the part about submission, you like, like, well, you, you like kind of mumbled it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you lowered your voice surprising. and just kind of. It's not surprising. Just like, I, like swallowed. And, I want to say I, I didn't even, gosh, I forgot it was in there. Mm. That it oh, was yeah. something I would have, maybe I just, that? I mentally edited well, it out. Well, we, we pulled out, a t we pulled off a template. I Googled. Yeah. And then I think we might've made some little tweaks, but you're supposed to be subservient to me. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to precursion this with saying I love my spouse very, very much. Uh, this is the best part of living with a five is that I know that if we buy a big ticket thing or even a little ticket thing, that we will get the best product that's available after a very long search. The worst thing with living with a five is that they are very smart. I know my spouse is very smart. Um, however, sometimes I feel like um, I'm not very smart because they have to kind of fact check every single thing I want to give a fact out to or that I have to be double checked all the time with uh, uh, factual like things. So I feel like that's like the worst thing. And sometimes it can take them a long time to actually pick out the product that we are looking for because they are looking for the best product. That being said, I absolutely love my five and I wouldn't trade my five for any person in the world. You know, the real reason why we invited you on here is that you could tell everyone how awesome we are um, <laughs> as as partners. We're going to be so sorely disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to talk through what are some of the benefits or strengths of being in a relationship with a five and also what are some of the challenges, uh, which will probably take up the majority of the conversation. Um, mm -hmm. But I that, that being said, I thought it would be we could start with maybe some of the advantages of being in a relationship with the five. If you want to save some of them and we can sandwich the bad things. <laughs> we'll do no, that. It's editing okay. it's yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> I'm also like not, I'm just now becoming comfortable on some level with expressing actual, uh, complaints with the management <laughs> on things. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, we'll now's see. the perfect forum. Yeah, because mm. it's not directly to him; it's yeah. to to the world. Exactly, it's to all general. You're, yeah, you're ex you're expressing it as a general a general issue that you've um, you know dealt mm. with. I don't know. Um, this is the first thing that came to my mind, but <laughs> Madison's like, "I've got this." Get jumping <laughs> right in. <laughs> no, this is an advantage. Um, I I really do like to know what's happening in the world, but I'm not good at keeping up with it or figuring out what's happening by myself so one advantage is that you're super information oriented and so 
whenever I need to know something or even when I don't need to know something or don't <laughs> want to know something, Cody tells me about it in, in great depth. And um, I really appreciate that most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes okay. you're just like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Like, the world is Or burning. like I would say the, that or also most of the time she, we're two thirds of the way through in my mind. And she's like, cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard enough. <laughs> what about me? It's me. Oh, no. It's me. I'm freezing. How awesome am I? Oh, you're fucking incredible. Oh, <laughs> That's so nice. Thank you. In what ways? <laughs> Elaborate. Amy. Yeah. One of the things I've said this to Josiah to Josiah before is that I can't speak to every five relationship, obviously, but my personal experience with Josiah is that, and this could be relationships as a whole, but my my relationship with Josiah, it's simultaneously depending on headspace and everything, like where my focus is, but it can be the most lonely relationship of my life or also the most empowering Hmm. because Josiah just wants me to be my best self, like love myself and, and whatever it is that I am here to be and pursue and, and that's what he wants for me and whatever it takes within reason. Um, you know, that's, that's just what he, that's his expectation for me. Um, and that's like his only expectation unless, unless otherwise stated, which I'm still figuring that out. Um, and have to remind myself like, okay, he doesn't have any expectations of this thing that I thought there were like 5,000 expectations on. Those are my expectations. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a, double-edged sword i guess yeah if that's the but that makes sense because if he's if he's anything like me like that's that's kind of one of the ways that i've done de- i am that one of the things that i definitely am in a relationship is that i I'm, I'm the least jealous person like i want to be with somebody who wants to kind of be themselves and be okay with being themselves by themselves individually mm-hmm. have full independence yeah i don't want to be with somebody who fully 100% needs me. Codependence doesn't is not compatible with my personality at all. And the moment I start feeling codependent, uh, the more I want to like explode out of myself and like fly off into the distance, right? Yeah. Like I don't do that well. And I've I've been with codependent people, and it was very very terrible situation um, because I, then I become mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean the way that our relationship started. So when we were dating. Josiah had set up, I think, Thursdays as like, this is like my, my alone time by myself, I bet that doing so homework, well. et cetera, et cetera. And inevitably he was always like, oh, I don't need alone time. You can come over. You can, you know, like I'll come over to see you, yada, yeah. yada, yada. And then we got married and he was course, like, I like, need so much alone time. <laughs> I need you to be gone. <laughs> but of course he didn't say that. So there was mm-hmm. just like all of this. Because, of course, you were working through your own bad programming, you know, as Mm. I was working through my own bad programming. And what I, you know, so when we actually started dating, we, so we met and then we started hanging out months after we actually met because both of us were in like a much better place. And I remember seeing you when I first met you and you came shuffling in. And it was like you you had this visible storm cloud of energy sitting on top of you. And I was just like, no. Nah. <laughs> and then and then months later, we were at church actually. And you came almost almost like Gene Kelly level singing in the rain, 
but with sunshine beaming over you, leaping over these chairs to say hi to me. (laughs) And it was so completely opposite to to the vibe you had when I when we first met um that you just that swept you know you swept me off my feet with that and then we got married (laughs) and the cloud (laughs) returned well and I thought you know growing up in purity culture too I thought it's because we've had sex oh my goodness you know so like all these different things like that but I think really too it was these trauma bonds that I wasn't aware of where when we got together that wasn't a trauma bond, but the way that I continued in our relationship, I kind of sculpted it in this certain way that it shaped it into this kind of toxic energy pretty quickly. Um, I can add on that because I feel the same way. Um, when I met Cody, he was also in a very dark place. And yes. I mean, to be honest, I don't know how we're how we made it through the first year, year and a half, uh, maybe even two years, because... Um, there was a lot of stuff happening in your life and you were suffering very bad from like depression and being manic and all the things. And I had never experienced that with somebody. And so me being the six that I am, I was always like, well, and also having anxiety. I was like, is it me? Like, did I do something? So what, I I guess what in those early days compelled you to, to keep going in the relationship? I don't know. I mean, I guess like when I, this sounds weird, but like when I like see somebody that I want, like I really wanted to be with Cody and it was a really bad time to try to be with Cody. Um, but I just, I don't know. He made me laugh and I don't really know. I just, I I've really, always asked this question I really, as well. I really liked you. <laughs> there was something about you that was almost, this sounds really cheesy, but like mysterious. <laughs> He's an, he's an enigma elusive and it just kind of drew me in also maybe like I don't know I, I like older guys so <laughs> there's, a, there's a big age gap <laughs> for this it's not one. a big age gap Sorry. well it's almost Relatively. it's almost 10 years so yeah that's not that's not but nearly as bad as some people I know it's like big 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 brother whoa <laughs> right we did not have to go that direction all right Oh, right. well, no, like your your age difference with your with Jenna with or with. Oh, okay, all right. Which is Which exactly is Madison's age. age. Yeah, her your youngest sister is Madison's age. Yep. Um, can I turn it on Cody and say why you kept, you know, pursuing Madison, pursuing me? I have no idea. He caught your scent. Yes, you do. He has no, a really strong I do. sniffer. I do. <laughs> um, but there's always candles lit when Cody comes over. So, yeah, I'm asking the question of why, the same question to you, even during <laughs> some of the worst, you know, months of your life, probably. Um, you were the nicest person I'd ever met in my entire life. And <laughs> had more, well, and you're the you were the first person I've ever met who I didn't have to question your love or affection in general, like towards everybody, like I feel like everybody who knows you knows that you are incredibly genuine and authentic and what you feel or say or do like you don't hide your emotions. You wear them on your sleeve. So if you don't like somebody, they know. And if you really love somebody, they know. And so I always knew you really loved me. So I never had to question it. And during a time when it was really a dark time and didn't didn't think and I didn't know what love was, it was a nice thing to have around. It was kind of selfish why I kept you around in the beginning. And I will say, I did not feel the same way. I was like, Mm-mm. I don't know if he likes me. I don't, I mean, I, I knew that you liked me, but I didn't know if your feelings were ever going to 
materialize into something solid. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I didn't either. I mean, that's only happened probably within the past three years, I would say. I mean, I think the first year, year to two years were pretty rocky because I mean, it didn't help that you stayed with your parents for a while. And I don't know if anybody's done that, but that's not it's not a they good have. time to be in a relationship. They've done yeah. that together. We've uh, stayed twice. at both of our, twice. each yeah. of our parents. Both yeah. of their parents. Yeah. So yeah, that's no, that not c- fun for anybody. I, yeah, I, can. I can answer this question for Cody too. Okay. Because I've known him a long time <laughs> and you've heard me say this before, but at least part of it is you are the first person that he's been with since I've known him where you genuinely care about him and, and like uh, love him for who he is. Not who you think he should be, mm-hmm. and there's no there's there are no strong expectations placed on him mm-hmm. of this is the person that I want you to grow into. It's like you're Cody, and I'm here with you, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and and that's that's huge. A yeah. good a good story to support that is I was in uh, our local community bar the other day, which I do. I play a lot of events and stuff and do things there all the time, and I walked in and the owner said something about how his wife was such kind of a huge fan of you as a person and the reason why is because of how she was like she just like was really just she didn't fake support for cody like she really supports him like it's so obvious like i honestly she was like she was sitting there singing his songs and like doing all that stuff and i was like i told him i said yeah she's the first person to do that ever because i think everybody put up with me before they would put Mm -hmm. up with the things that Mm -hmm. i did but they never actually like cared so i did not think that she liked me. So that's, that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But like that, going back to that genuine, that genuine spirit. Um, I mean, of course you were talking about medicine, but that is one of the things that I so love and appreciate about you is you are, you are who you say you are. You don't pretend to be anyone else. And that can be, that can be like with anybody that can be a maddening experience sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it also challenges me to, okay, like, do I love this person and accept him for who he is? Do I celebrate him? And that's been a journey too. um, really seeing you and loving you, like not just saying that I love you, but really digging into what love actually means going past infatuation and like, what does it look like after the honeymoon phase is over? Right. right. Like that's the infatuation period. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think too, maybe I liked the things in you that I also wanted for myself, you know, because I mean, fives do want to be themselves and uh, unashamedly and unfiltered. Right. Um, and so to be with people who also wear their emotions on their sleeves and almost by default are themselves all the time, I think is yeah. ideal partners for a five. I would have to say probably because it helps us be who we want to be also. Like I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't start dating Madison four years ago. Like I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to be genuine and break the mold that I always thought I had to be in most of my life and be able to actually, cause you know, I love people, but to be able to show love to people is a very different thing. And for people to know that I love them, I think you guys know I love you, Yeah, <laughs> but you probably didn't know that until about two years, <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> One of the things that I love most about being married to my five is his steadiness. As an eight, I bring a lot of of highs to the table, but a lot of lows to the table. I'm very passionate and um, sometimes I feel like I love riding the roller coaster and he doesn't. You know, the emotional roller coaster that I'm always on, my husband is not subjective to that same roller coaster. So 
he's very steadying for me. And having that in my life has probably kept me out of a lot of trouble that I could have gotten in because I just got to speak before I think. And he thinks and thinks and thinks and thinks before he speaks. So I feel like he's been a really great balance to me. The thing that has been more challenging for us is I am so expressive and he is not as expressive. And so You know, I know my husband loves me so much, but sometimes I joke with him and say, like, I'm so glad that I know that you love me so much because sometimes I'm not, like, hearing or, like, seeing all the feelings and stuff come out of you that so many people romanticize about romantic relationships. You know, um, it's it's the head knowledge that I have that my husband loves and adores me. It's not so much the... um, the emotional stuff that's pouring out of him. And so I would say that that's been more challenging, but it works. You know, we've been together for 11 years now and we still love each other so much. So um, in general, I would say that being married to a five and knowing him, knowing what it's like to be a five has been great. Um, The Enneagram has definitely helped us out because I know what to expect. I know what's going on in his mind. I know, you know, why he is or is not doing the things (laughs) that um, he is or isn't doing. So yeah, I I love my five. So, Amy, what did you think of Cody when we first met, like when we first started dating? Because Cody and I were, were already friends at that point. Well, I remember the day that I met Cody. I'm pretty sure I remember that day, actually. And and it was it was a it was a stressful day for you. Um the things that were going on there. So as far as like Josiah and I, when we started dating. Why was it a stressful day for me? You remember this more than I do. I think you were having some relationship things going on at the time. And uh, it was, I think the day that we, we went and met the puppies and we were all piling into my sister's car. I think it was. Puppies. And he wasn't there for that. Yeah. Was he? The puppies. What puppies? The puppies. Puppies. (laughs) It was like Ashley. And oh yes, Meredith. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. puppies. Uh, no. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I thought that Cody seemed angry. Yeah. And lonely. Yeah. And most of the time, his vibe was, "I'd rather be anywhere but where I am right now." And I didn't really know how to talk to Cody. Yeah. Because most of the time, it was like. Uh, I really just don't want to interact with you right now, but I also don't want to shout in your face because we're at church. I'm not supposed to do that here. Also, okay, now we're hanging out and I can tolerate you. That's fine. Sure. Let's see about the extent of it. I don't... (laughs) It's funny that I gave off that vibe because I don't know if I ever actually felt that. I I mean, Mm. if if I was there, I wanted to be. Right. Well, I know that now. Yeah. But my impression at the time. Sure. It's just interesting. It is interesting that I would give off that vibe that I didn't care and didn't want to be there. And because that, as much as fives do that kind of thing intentionally a lot of the time, just to make sure people are kind of in their place. Yeah. Um that uh, in their place like in their place in in a five's mind i should say oh gotcha you know what i mean like we're like making I'm sure you there yeah we're making sure that everybody knows like that they're expendable or whatever the oh, thing God. is you know what i mean yeah. like you know you know what i'm talking yeah, about no attachment mm-hmm. yeah no attachment and so it's like i don't need you like i'm fine i'm just here to hang out with you but like i don't have to be here i don't need to be here 
Um, and maybe I was doing that, but I definitely didn't mean to do that. And so that wasn't like in a manipulation thing or anything for no, me. No, no, I didn't take it. It wasn't away. intentional. Yeah. But, uh, it's, uh, but that could have easily been because fives do that all the time intentionally. So I just want to throw that out there, but yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't even know I was giving that vibe off. This is the first no, time I'm hearing of of our, this. Most of our interaction was nonverbal at that point. Like, yeah, I mean, there was, sure. there would was be like, like the pleasantries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pleasantries and stuff. Yeah. I, and my earliest memories hanging out with you specifically. And it's weird because there's, there is that like weird haze. There's mm-hmm. that, there's that gray area for me mm-hmm. where I met you. I remember, I feel like my earliest memory of you is you popping out of a car in the church parking <laughs> lot. Like oh, literally yeah. bursting out of a car. Oh, that makes sense. With those those uh, those uh, short uh, cartoon anime shorts that you used to wear in various colors. Oh, yes. The, with the yes. white stripes on the side. Yes. And always something very bright and your hair was pink. And it mm-hmm. was like, that's what I remember of you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my earliest memory, which I don't know how early that was when you guys met. But that was pretty close, I think, to when it you met. It was pretty close, yeah. And um, so, because we were going on a trip or something. You guys were going, t- oh, I think we were like packing or getting back from a trip for the maybe. church and we were meeting in the parking lot. Oh, there so was a maybe reason. you saw me before we actually met. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe, maybe that was the first time you saw her. Because Abby invited, <laughs> Abby and Adam okay. invited well, you over no, after it, you guys had gone it wasn't, to camp. It wasn't after, it wasn't after camp. It was, um, there was an, another little thing that we had done. It was, um, it was like a day trip thing. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't camp. Yeah. This was, this was because I remember we were in the car and we were driving by and I saw her. And I think that was like the second time that I saw her. Uh, okay. And I remember you being at all like, <laughs> like you know, warm that fuzzies. That sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. I just remember being like, digestive upset. I'm like, well, what's going on here? Um, yeah, no. Okay. So I, it's really weird to me. There is that entire gray area that I don't, I remember meeting you in that parking lot or mm-hmm. I'm not meeting you, seeing you mm-hmm. then kind of meeting you later, but I don't actually remember really meeting you, mm-hmm. which is strange, but I was in a period in my life where I wasn't really I don't really remember a lot of it. Yeah, that makes um, sense. I was in an entire four-year relationship, but I'll be honest with you, I don't remember most of it, yeah. which is very strange. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, You're just repressing it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just like <laughs> it was all the same, Yeah, right? So like we didn't actually do anything. We got to the place where we were just kind of like functioning together and doing things like, you know, watching the entire series of The Office or doing like things where it would just binge, th- do things together but not really together because it was just something that we did so it, it got be and it all became monotonous and the same so i don't actually i remember like bits and pieces of that entire port of, part of my life where from like 2000 i don't know 8 to 12 yeah <laughs> I, I have to really think through and be like what happened first and then what happened after this and then what big part of my life happened after that and then there is some things where i which i went to i went into some of this in the religion episode there is some trauma there that i think i am actually repressing because it's hard for me to remember when i was at the church that you know publicly humiliated me and did that whole thing it's hard for me to remember exactly what year that was and what happened before or after that it's kind of how our memories work yeah protect, to protect us right yeah, yeah. and it's interesting so I think um, in that period of time, it's really hard for me. The, the But the memory that I do remember very specifically is I, I remember more getting to know you whenever I would come over with him to your parents' house mm-hmm. and yes. actually getting to know your family and like that kind of stuff I remember. Mm-hmm. And so like specifically dressing up for the dark night. To right. See, that right. one is a very specific, very vivid memory in my mind. Hard like, not re- to be. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, we all dressed up. We did the whole no, thing. No, you guys didn't. 
No, you we did not. Didn't. We, you were pissed. You, guys you, were, you showed up. up. Yeah. You're like, you didn't let us know you yeah. were dressing up, Aww. and we're like, we just decided on the fly. Yeah, yeah where'd you get true. all these costumes? These are just my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is this is just her wardrobe and the makeup she had on hand. <laughs> were you Harley Quinn? I think no, she was a female Joker. I just went with like a oh. Joker. Yeah. So Harley Quinn, general Joker. Yeah, not exactly. Vibe. It's I very close. Yeah. Harley yeah. Quinn became yeah. more and more like the Joker the longer she. We're, I'm digressing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, I remember that really well. I remember sitting there, you guys sitting on the couch, all dressed up, and like I remember sitting in the seat. And I, it's, it's weird how I remember very specifically sitting how I was positioned in the room, going to the 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 theater in Hickson, like yes. you know the whole thing. I remember where we sat in the row. And yet, there's entire periods of my life that you're involved in, I do not remember. Yeah. So that's- It was a lot of passive hanging out, to be fair, too. Passive hanging out. Like, like we were in the same room, we were all vaguely doing the same thing, but there wasn't a lot of, like, direct interaction. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do you, um, do you want to tell them what I said to you in the car? On our way over to the movie. I want to say that, I mean, were we in the car? Or were we actually in the theater at that point? I want to say we were no, in the theater. We had walked no, we were in. in the car. <laughs> so at this point, we we hadn't actually started hanging out. Mm-hmm. So this was it was a, group a handful hang. of times. A that hang, I, yeah. handful of times that I had seen you. I don't actually know how you guys ended up at my parents' house to give us a ride. I don't remember how that transpired. It's probably just I being like, you know, we're all going to drive separately. Why don't we just all drive together? Yeah, I just don't remember how. Like, I don't remember exchanging phone numbers at that point. I don't. I don't know how it happened. But we message each other on AOL Instant Messenger. (laughs) I don't know how long ago this was. was That was long ago. You message me on anything, and it's probably still sitting there. No, I, I was, (laughs) I was friends with your sister's boyfriend at the time. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe that's that's how it. Okay, that would make sense. That would make sense. So we had fairly like almost zero context for this comment and you come up with this like if it wouldn't ruin your makeup i would totally make out with you right now (laughs) and i had no idea what that meant (laughs) it seemed very obvious but i had no i was like what what does this mean (laughs) yeah and my sister was out of town at the time and so i texted her i called her and i was like what who is like who is this person what does this even mean like do i need to be like guarded oh you know what's God. going on and um yeah and then you just like walked off, <laughs> walked off. Walked off. so no yeah. no makeout happened no no my makeup not. was fine no, definitely not he was just testing the waters he was I, sending up a weather balloon and to I, see what happened and, the funny, and i know the, that now the, yeah the funny thing is i had never made out with anyone at that point <laughs> yeah so he was trying to be so cool and so Love. sly that he literally I, never kissed a girl but didn't you have somebody with you or who met you there i want to say that you did you had somebody who met you there yeah and that's one reason I, why i was so confused I invited, by this comment i invited uh the girl that I talked about in the <laughs> our our last conversation about this, the relationships. Um, oh, she was there. I invited her before, so I, I'm trying to put piece all this together because it was so long ago. But I had invited her to the movie, and then realized that we were going as a group, oh, and then went right. over. Yep, and and then she met us at the movie theater. That's right. It was one of those things where you thought it was going to go a different way, and then it went that way, and you're like, shit. So then you, then you had two girls that you were interested in at the same movie? 
Yeah, and as a group the, and hang. another another funny thing is Amy took a picture and um, mm-hmm. had it on her Facebook for a long time. Oh my god! Even after we were married. Yeah, and I'm like, why do you still have this photo? She's like, you look so cute in it. And I'm like, look who I'm sitting next to. And she's like, I don't know who that is. And then I explained it to her, and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> photo deleted. <laughs> oh my god! I don't remember that. Yeah, I that happened. That. You su- you uh, repressed that. I as did. Well. I repressed yeah. that. I repressed that, and then my my uh, my trauma bonds and, and uh, mistrust and. So let's shift gears a little bit. I was gonna say this is a perfect yeah, segue into the challenges yeah. of being with a five. Okay. Now we've talked about how awesome we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we did that. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I think one thing that we are aware of is how challenging it is to be in a relationship with us for most people. Mm-hmm. All kinds of relationships, not just I romantic mean, relationships. But um, yeah, what are some of the biggest challenges you guys think? I never liked when people said that's just how they are. That's mm. just how that person is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the more that I grew to know Cody, I was like, that's literally just how he is. <laughs> <laughs> like he he can't change that. Yeah. Um. He can try, but, it, you know, he at the end of the day, he's going to be the same person. So, um, Especially because you met me so late in life. It might have been different if you met me when I was 14. And then how old would you have been? No. <laughs> Four? <laughs> you know, in a different life where we're not 10 years apart. My God. Okay. <laughs> I remember the first time that you came to my house and met my parents. Lynn, like, did not speak a word to you hardly. And we watched the Olympics and my mom was trying to be nice and everything. I mean, after that, it got better, but it was not a good impression at first. And I mean, I think there are still moments where Cody may not live up to what my parents think that I should be with, which I think that is also common with anybody's parents. But, you know, they talk, they've never said anything to me directly, but they talk about other people like, why did so-and-so just get up and go to the living room by themselves when we're having a party. <laughs> and when I was younger, I never understood that. I was like, oh, yeah, they're being a dick. Like, why would they do that? But now that I know Cody, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, he needs some time. He needs to go in there. It comes across rude, but I, in my, it, you know, inside me, I know what's happening. I know well, why he's doing they're, that. They're all extroverts. They're all loud and, like, talking. And they like, and I'm just like, I get so easily over overwhelmed at her parents' house when everybody's over there. And yeah. yeah, and they don't always understand that. I don't even I don't know if they they understand that now. I think they do because I've explained it multiple right. times. Yeah. That this is why I do these things. But so. to them that's rude and that's, you know. I do the same thing um where it's and it I'm I'm much better about it now, I think. But especially in the early days I would go over to Amy's family's house and it's the same thing. There's just a lot of a lot going on. A lot going on. And and different I, personalities. And I would, and I would, so basically the, how the night would progress is I would, I would live in that for as long as I could. Mm-hmm. And then I would move to the other room and then slowly they would all follow me uh-huh. into the other room uh-huh. and I would live in that as far as like, and then I would go back to another room and it was just like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Back That's and how forth. Cody yeah. is. It just fade. I fade away. You know, I have to have time where I'm just like. 10, 15, 20 minutes where I'm just like, nobody talked to me. I'm going to lay on the couch for a second. I will say it took having kids for me to really accept this, but your energy conservation, your drive toward energy conservation, self-preservation, it can, if, if, so for me, 
setting up my boundaries and making my needs known is a really big challenge because it's very easy. Well, from the outside looking in, it appears as though it's very easy for you to prioritize your energy conservation at the expense of my energy. Mm. And that you can take for granted, you're just a high energy person anyway, so you're just going to do everything. And <laughs> Ooh, that's going to be something we haven't got. And, and, uh, and, and then I do. Um, yeah, you just do in it. In a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah, I do. I, you know, like, like our, our current sleeping situation, I have chosen this, you know, nighttime parenting of co-sleeping, um, breastfeeding through the night. I have chosen that with our kids. But in order to help you maximize your sleep as well, I sleep separately. And so we haven't actually slept in the same bedroom for more, like we had a couple of nights within the last year. But yeah, that, that energy, that drive for energy conservation. And we've, I didn't understand it at all when we first got together. And I took it very personally. But I have come a long way in understanding and also recognizing that give you what you need as much as I can, and then you'll give as much as you can in return. And that also segues toward um, not taking anything personally and not like never assuming. And also standing up for myself. So what I said about you wanting me to be my best self, the self-growth journey that I am on, it, it has been spurred on heavily by you being you. <laughs> And that you are empowered to be yourself even more now, I think, as you've accepted who you are, which is helping me as well in turn. I can piggyback on that. Um, cool. I, yeah, so I didn't, it took a while to figure out what Cody needed. And I think when we first met, I was codependent. I think it was mainly out of anxiety because I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I thought it was my issue when it was yours. That That sounds bad, but. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? No, I agree. <laughs> um, I had to learn that Cody also needed alone time. And I didn't get that. Because I, I, you know, if I'm with somebody, I want to be with them a lot. That's just how I am. Same. And it's not that I That's can't. not bad. Right. And it's not that I can't be alone or I don't know how to be alone. Because I've had times in my life where, you know, I would go out to eat by myself all the time. I would do this by myself. And it was great. And I loved it. But then when I get with somebody, I guess that kind of takes the back burner, which I think that's normal. Um, for some people. For some people. <laughs> but it took a while to figure, I think it took until we were in the... 500 square foot apartment. Yeah. That's the, uh, <laughs> that's that's what it, everybody knows it as in this, part, in this podcast. I think it took until then to actually realize, okay, I want to go to bed and I want him to come to bed with me, but he's going to want to stay up and play his game or he's going to want to stay up and work on music or this or that and it took me a hot minute and still to this day sometimes I'm like oh my god like just come to bed you're so tired yeah, you're just so, stop yeah. reading about crypto right, right. <laughs> <laughs> aliens I get it but go to bed <laughs> and it took me a long time to get to that point where I was normal like not normal I was okay with also, okay, I'm going to go to the bedroom and watch my show. I'm going to go to the park with a friend and do this. And I mean, I do that a lot now. Like I say, I'm, I'm super into more independent than I was when I uh, met you. Way more, um, yeah. Well, and that's where it could be like, it can either be so super lonely if that's what you're focused on right. or it's empowering. Right. And like, I think what you've gotten to yeah. sounds like the empowering yeah. like, the place and of I mean, empowerment. There's definitely still times where, you know, 
we get in a little argument because I'm just like, you have been, you haven't come to bed in a week or two. And like, I need that, like, <laughs> like one one time. I need those cuddles. <laughs> um, but I definitely have gotten to a point where I'm expecting that. Like, I'm expecting you to need your alone time, expecting you to need time to do what you want when you because you can't during the day because you're working, you know, stuff like that. So. Yeah. And especially now, like lately I've just been going nonstop. So I go from one thing to the next thing. So nighttime I, is me prolonging the day and actually getting time to do something fun or for myself mm-hmm. that I never get to do during the day. Well, yeah. So like, it's worse lately. Yeah. Like the past two, two and a half weeks, we were just kind of passing in the hallway type thing. Like we were going to work, you know, he was doing stuff in the evenings. I was going out and doing stuff. And then when I would get in bed, he would either be gone or doing, still doing stuff. Um, and so I think like last Monday, we actually had an evening off and we sat down and we were both like, ah, like, yeah. oh my God, we get to watch TV together. We haven't done that in so long. <laughs> and it was so nice. I think that as fives, we can get in this frame of mind where we can look at those type of things, especially if we're in an unhealthy place, we can look at that desire, the need that you guys have as a burden and resent it. Um, I have definitely been in that space though, (laughs) to be fair. I own, I own that. Yes. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, it's when, when I know when I step back and look at it uh, in the bigger picture on balance, it's really important because we can go hard the other way and it's so not healthy for us when we are just, you know, down that rabbit hole Mm -hmm. or, you know, in that space of isolation and we need that ballast that, you know, that tether on the other side, that's kind of bringing us back towards the middle. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that you and I do that for each other as well. Like we're constantly pushing and pulling back and forth and tell me more. (laughs) Tell me why you love me. <laughs> and so it's, um, it's, it's, imp- it's important that we have that. And so I, I want to publicly <laughs> state this, like even in those times where I can project this feeling of, you know, you're a burden to me right now. In, in the macro, it's, it's the opposite of that. I've been married to a five for a few years now. And I guess there's two things that leap to mind. Um, firstly, that there's a phrase I use, which is that she's she's all in or all out. And I guess that means that when she comes out of her sort of reflective private place and engages, she does it with a, with a, a willingness, a totality, an engagement that's fabulous. And when she's not doing that, she can be completely distant, which can either be going through the motions or just withdrawn. So basically everything gets filtered through her mind, her her inventory, which again is sometimes totally fine and sometimes not very relationshipy, to be quite honest. So, and then the other thing I was thinking about sometimes, and I don't know whether this is a five thing or just a my wife thing, but there's a lot of times she's not aware of her own emotions, that she's got emotions going on and it's fairly clear that it's going on, but they don't fit in with her, her self-image or her plan or her, her kind of inventory of herself. And then she can be amazingly unaware of it. And then sometimes I have to make her recognize that she's having feelings and that her actual relationship at the moment is not just her opinions but there's actually an emotion going on this this might be 
TMI and you can take it out, but, and sorry if, okay, maybe not. Okay, never Just mind. go. No, no, just no, go. go. No, 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 you no, have no. to say it now. I don't even know go. what it is. You have to you say it now. You looked at me go, like, go, go. Um, I'm just going to say like our sex life. That is also the same thing. Like I have to remind Cody, hey. We, we should probably have sex because it's been, <laughs> it's been like this long and I need to have sex. <laughs> the, uh, so yeah. The, That's definitely going in the episode, by the way. The, uh, <laughs> the connection piece for me, like I, I need, I need emotional connection, please. Mm-hmm. Mm, um, yeah. for sure. Okay. Otherwise it like the headspace of I am a thing to be used, you know, like, that's not where I am anymore, but that was very heavily where I used to be when we just weren't understanding each other and appreciating each other. And like we would just, we would be watching TV and then I would want to have sex and then we go back to watching TV, that sort of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's okay. That's okay sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you're well, a no, six though. She's a it's four. Okay so sometimes. It's, it's, it, and also, too, like the, I, I wonder, and you can, you can obviously correct me, but I, different people having you coming out of religion, coming out of a background, carrying different baggage for different reasons yes. can project, right? Yes. Like you, it, it's really easy to feel, I mean, and it's also, I would imagine easy for any woman to feel like they're a thing and used all the time because that's how society constantly The anatomy of women. how it works <laughs> too. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it actually happens, right? Yeah. And like men do that all the time. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think we've talked about that when you were in unhealthy situations. Like, I don't want to say you used me, but like, I was there. No. For it, yeah, you know, I used if you want to say sure. you can, that's 100%, fine. But hundred percent use you, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So. Yeah, like you were, you were, you're, you're the. I was a sexy little kitten. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're the, you're, you're the, um, the epitome of evidence that a rebound actually can continue on and yeah. become something later. That's true. Because it's essentially kind of what you were. Because if you had been anything other than yourself, you would have been a rebound. You would have just been the mm-hmm. the person that was there, right? But because of the who you are and because of how you love, you stuck around. Right. And in the long run, you know, a and year I, later, we made it official. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a struggle in that aspect has been if I was a rebound, we were having sex often. And <laughs> then when we kind of, you know, plateaued and like decided to be boyfriend and girlfriend, um, <laughs> you're not going to be having that much sex all the time. And so I think, I mean, I think that we've been working through that situation, but I just have to make it known like, Hey, like you just got to make your needs known. Do we need a schedule sex? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what all the people that I follow say. Yeah. All those sex therapists. Yeah. Yeah, but see, my six wing does not allow for that to happen. I mean, I don't because then it's too much stuff. pressure. It's too well, it's too much pressure. Then I know that it has to happen, and then it's an expectation, and then it's not fun for me. <laughs> um, so it's been, yeah, it's it's a hard thing for sure. And you know, you, yeah, I feel like we laugh together a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Like you are one of the goofiest people that I know, and <laughs> I love that about you. And the forgetfulness, the memory, yes. oh my God. the like, just watching you do things sometimes. I mean, like I have been, I was pregnant with our firstborn and the Christmas tree, he was due in May. It was March. The Christmas tree was still in our apartment on the third floor. <laughs> and it had been there, you know, like since Christmas and it was dry and like a fire hazard and it was super painful to walk by. And so I just like wrapped sheets around it, you know, and like dragged it down the stairs. It looked like a body or something. And you walk in 
and you walk by and you just don't even notice. <laughs> yep. Like sometimes I would just move stuff to see if you noticed, like oh, a yeah. Christmas tree. <laughs> and like, oh, did you notice this third child? <laughs> Come on. Now. No, I know, I know. I know. But like it is. It's entertaining to watch you sometimes. Like like at night you'll go to get something from upstairs and Sometimes you come back with it and sometimes you don't. But yeah. you just like you walk in just mm-hmm. you know, just like ready to sit down and eat dinner and like watch something or whatever oh, yeah. and then oh man and then it just <laughs> hits you, you know, like ah oh, crap, I did it again. Yep. Like hey, did you notice I cleaned the entire house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. Definitely um definitely have not laughed with anybody as much as I have with Cody. So. Same. And I Same. agree, like, goofiest person. He may not show it to, like, strangers, but... Josiah's seven goofy. years of show choir really uh, goes, <laughs> goes a long way in that regard. Yeah. So I'm curious uh, for each of you as we're wrapping up the conversation here, um, what advice would you give to someone who is in a relationship with a five or wanting to be in a relationship with a five? Do they know that that person is a five before they're wanting? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, On my end, I would, I would say if you're already in the relationship, remind yourself that you're making a choice every day um, because that gives you power when it's easy to feel, especially as maybe a feelings type that you don't have any power in this relationship sometimes you know you let yourself go down that that path of thinking um specifically take nothing personally and never assume those come in really handy (laughs) yeah really super handy and if and and recognizing that if you're here it's because you want to be and to stop Mm -hmm. questioning it right you know like 100% agree yeah yeah um I think too just you know telling your partner how you feel and what you need because most of the time they're not going to know or realize that you need specific things. So telling them that and um, conveying how you want them to tell you, I mean, just, you know, I think that's really helpful. It's easy for people to, I think it's easy for people in general to want to assume that the other person knows how they feel. Right. And I do that. I mean, everybody does that. Cannot read minds. Right. Make him him responsible for reading my mind. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And I, the, but fives love, as much as they may not want to admit it, depending on health levels and whatnot, fives love good communication, hmm. clear, direct communication. It's exactly what we want. We want checklists. We want um, the, the we want it all on paper. Like we need it all out in front of us. Like what is it that you need? What what is expected of me? And then how can I calculate? how that's going to happen, right? Like I need a plan, but in order to have the plan, I need all the information. (laughs) And um, I think that's, that's really important. Whenever information is collected (laughs) and I can process that information, then I go, okay, well I need to do these things to make this better or make this right or whatever. Um, Yeah. And the quality and quantity of the information is important. Mm, And that's, that's the thing is like the, what we're talking about here is the, the quality of the information from our perspective is is very uh, unambiguous. Mm-hmm. And so telling us exactly, you know, what you're feeling, what your needs are, um, like that goes a long way for us. And the ironic thing about that is like, you all would love that too if we communicated that, but we don't, no. <laughs> we don't have those expectations of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, sure. Yeah. And I will say um, really fast that fairly recently I 
you know, was learning more about like this concept of being an energy vampire. And, and so I thought that's for a brief, like a hot minute, I thought, oh God, that's, that must be what I am. And then I dug into it a little bit deeper and I realized I'm not an energy vampire. I've been desperate for connection and I've been throwing out these desperate lines trying to see if you'll catch any of the bait and like communicate with me. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't even this conscious thing. It was desperation and, you know, just trying to connect. Mm -hmm. And so then going back to being very specific with my needs and yeah, I think there's power in that for sure. Yeah. And, and part of that journey for you has been, um, recognizing and accepting that your needs are valuable. Yes. And that, or that your needs are valid. Yes. And that you, um, and not have being, them. Yeah, you have them <laughs> and not being ashamed of Because I think that was the, that was the big thing holding you back from communicating them was that you, you're you shaming know, myself yeah, away from you're shaming from yourself, them. lacking yeah. self-worth and that sort of thing. Totally. Um, and so there were a lot of expectations that you had placed on me because of that, of, um, of, it was more of a, this is my, from my perspective, it was more of a um, self-defense mechanism because if you could place those on me, um, it was kind of a win-win. If I met them, then they were met. If I didn't, then it was, um, it was a way for you to in- reinforce the walls that you were building up hmm. in a way. Hmm. Um, I'm sorry, I'm psychoanalyzing you right now. No, on, no on, my <laughs> end, on my end, it was if you... If you could validate them for me, mm. that would give my life, my person, meaning and worth. Mm, yeah. Mm. Be, uh, going back to being detailed to fives, um, if you want your partner to load the dishwasher, you have to tell them to also close the door and start it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny as I was going to say, I think that you do, you do quality information really well. Um, you, cause, cause you'll, you don't do quantity information. You don't tell me way too many things Mm -hmm. you wait. And I I don't know what inner battle that goes on to get you to this place, but you do it really well. You'll be like, you know what? You're making me feel this way because you're not doing, I feel like I'm doing all the things, all the chores or whatever. And you just kind of let it happen. And I really would appreciate it if you do these things Mm -hmm. very specific and very like, it would make me feel better if you did at least one of these things. But cool. All right. I usually wait your ways. I usually wait until it's I'm mad about it because I'm yeah. like, I've been mm-hmm. doing these fucking things. Because you've been stewing. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. Yeah. I've been right. stewing. Um, so I think that's one thing I, I could work on just being more communicative um, yeah. about those things before it builds up and I get angry. Because I don't, I don't even, yeah, definitely. Because I, I mean, when we lived in a 500 square foot apartment, I wouldn't see the dishes. No, I just wouldn't see them. He still doesn't see them. I don't, <laughs> that's what I, no, like, but I I'm don't saying even in a understand. small, you know, yeah, close yeah, quarters, yeah, yeah. I, 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 my, the mess has to be, uh, in my way before I'm like, this is a mess. Yep. I need to clean this. Same. Well, on the topic of, uh, just household stuff in general, I don't want to do any household stuff. And it, it's yeah. not about me being a guy. It's about me being a, fi- I, I hate maintenance in general. Right. Same, yeah. right? Yeah, I do too. And, yeah. and so I, mean, I don't want to do it either, but I, I don't also don't wa- want to pay some, no, some here's stranger the thing. to come in. Here's the thing. Oh, see, I, I don't pay. want you to do it. <laughs> and I want to pay someone and yeah. that's the thing. And, and so I, think, I, I think can solve this. fully acceptable to pay somebody. I can solve 100%. this problem for us. I have reached a place of recognizing that that is a story mm. and that what do we gain by trying to force ourselves to do these things? If we can pay someone, then we are contributing to their quality of life as well, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And some people genuinely like doing that stuff. Yeah. Some people do. 
Okay. Like I don't know stuff. any of them. Yeah, she That's likes why we're doing, still doing it. But I will not do it for you, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am not going to. I'm not. I don't have the time. You. I'm not going to let you. If I had the time, I would. Uh, to wrap up this conversation, there's maybe something. this is just part one. This, I know, right? <laughs> I think we could keep going. We can do this again for sure. Um, I just want to say that Amy, I very much appreciate you, and I am glad that you're in my life. And every day, I choose to be with you. Okay. Thank you, so, Madison. I love you. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> All those things. <laughs> Cool. This has been fun. Yeah. 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 Thanks for having us, guys. I think I stopped sweating. Maybe. Uh, see, I told you. Yeah. I told you. You get used to it after a little while. Yeah. It was. It was stressful for us too when we first started. It's, it just goes. You guys did great. Did Thanks great. for having us. Until next time. Hey, it's Cody, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode. I also want to give a special thanks to our community members who shared their voice with us. If you enjoyed this episode and you're the type of person who likes helping others, would you do us a favor and share it with other people like you? If you found value in this conversation, they will too. If anything in this conversation has resonated with you, or if you have any further thoughts or questions, I want to invite you to join our community of other people like you and continue the conversation at Enneagram5.com. <laughs>